Yeah, I would I would advise my younger self to, to not chase things, chase experiences. Welcome to The Wayfinder Show with Adam Lacey and Luis Hernandez, where guests discuss the why and how of making changes in their life that led them down a greater, more authentic path or allowed them to level up in some area of their life. Our goal is to dig deep and provide not only knowledge, but actionable advice to help you get from where you are to where you want to be. Come join us and find the way to your dream life. All right, welcome back to the Wayfinder Show, Adam. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. How about you? Yeah, I'm good, man. I feel like I I feel like I owe you an apology because, you know, we talked about it's looking like the lines finally look, you know, looking like the truth, getting a real team together, and 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 it looked, and then they go out and they just they laid they laid it out there. Huh? I mean, they yeah, just kinda, they definitely laid an egg this past yeah. Sunday against Baltimore, but that's yeah. all right. That's all right. Yeah. One game. Yeah, it's probably your fault though. No doubt, no doubt. I, I, you know, I lived in Baltimore. My kids were born there, so I, I was cheering for them. So sorry to say, it's, it's. I don't know if it's me jinxing them or my, my uh, cheerleading in the background. Yeah, probably both. Yeah, that must be it. <laughs> but it's anyway, not- enough about my depressing football team. We got a great <laughs> guest today. Yes, Who we do, do we got? We have uh, Rusty Smith with us today. We were uh, actually referred to Rusty. When we had uh, our episode uh, a little while back with Leslie Cockrell, right, and talking about her uh, first 100 mile ultra and yeah. how she was inspired and 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 came across another runner on the trail who really uh, inspired her and helped her get through it all, right. And then as she put out her episode uh, to promote it, uh, she uh, we saw somehow we connected with Rusty on Instagram and we were like, oh, we got to get Rusty on because this is a really great what he's doing. I, I, we don't even know everything he's doing, but just somebody who can do what he did for Leslie. We knew that that was somebody that we had to meet and bring on the show. And uh, now that we do know a little bit more about him, it, it's a really great story and, and we can't wait to share it with our listeners. All right. So, Rusty, welcome to the Wayfinder Show. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. Yeah. Thanks for coming. So why not to start, if you can tell us a little bit about yourself, just a little background. And then, and then of course, we'd love to dive into Max and the Ultra and, and all, all the good stuff. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, uh, I live in Georgia now. I've lived uh, all over the place. Um, I grew up in uh, Western North Carolina. Um, from there, uh, got married, moved to Florida lived down in the Orlando area for about eight years and then moved out to Colorado, lived out there and uh, now am in Georgia. That, that, uh, over that time, uh, bought a lot of houses, had a lot of kids. We've actually got six, six kids, my wife, Barbara and I. Wow. Nice. Uh, yeah. Bookend, bookend girls uh, with four boys in the middle. Okay. And yeah, it was good to have a, a girl. Uh, again, after those four boys kind of restored my faith in humanity. Yeah. After after dealing with four boys, and I'm like, yeah. hey, you know, my kids do have a brain. So, um, 
and then uh, been running that entire time. Well, I guess I should back up. Uh, mechanical engineer by trade. Um, been in the HVAC industry. Uh, a lot of new product development. Uh, a lot of implementation. Uh, that kind of thing uh, with the uh, large commercial HVAC. And now I'm I'm currently working for a smaller HVAC company, and I'm the the VP of engineering. Uh, for those guys. And, but uh, in my free time, uh, now that my kids are a lot older, I, I, I run a lot. Um, I've run for a long time. I've been running since the late seventies, early eighties. Oh, wow. Yeah. I ran roads for most of that time. Uh, a lot of five K's, 10 K's worked up to the marathon, ran two marathons. Uh, those hurt like crazy, swore off those said I'd never do those again. And then um, got into ultras about two years ago after falling back in love with the with the trails. So I've been do- doing ultras since uh, 2021, did my first 50K. And uh, actually, it's about two years ago uh, this month. So I think they, they had the, the, that race last weekend. So I've done six or seven 50Ks, uh, two 50 milers and one 100 miler so far. So. Okay, so wow. the Georgia Jewel was your first hundred miler as well. Well, actually, the Georgia Jewel Jewel was a fifty miler. I did that one as a fifty miler. Oh, got was, it. yeah, I was one of those fifty milers that uh, was coming through, and she was having to step off the trail uh, for you know when she, when she described that. Although I I ran into her and Jeremy uh, at an aid station, and we had a nice uh, big Jeep road that we were we were talking when we were going out, so um, I wasn't too much in her in her way there, but. Uh, um, the hundred model that I, I did was down in Florida. It's called the long haul 100. And hmm. we'll kind of get into that when we talk about max a little bit, cause there's a story behind that. But then, uh, the Georgia jewel, I'm signed up for long haul again, this January, I'll, I'll run it again. And the Georgia jewel was a training, a training run for that. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So I guess you mentioned the Georgia jewel or maybe I did, but, uh, so we, as, Louie mentioned, I think it was episode 45, 46, something like that with Leslie and, and Jeremy Cockrell. They talk about when they met you and, and Jeremy read something on your shirt and it sparked a conversation. Can you talk a little bit about that conversation you three had there? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was really cool listening to your guys' episode, talking to, to Leslie and Jeremy, kind of getting their perspective on the race. Uh, really enjoyed hearing... I, I knew exactly when they were coming into that aid station where we met and, and she had been kind of going through a, uh, a low spot. And, you know, as you do in hundred miles, it's, you know, there's, there's lows and highs and it was really kind of cool. I was, you know, listening to it and, and understanding some of the background. Cause when I got into that aid station, um, I actually saw them sitting over to the side and they were, they, they were kind of sitting on a, uh, on a, on a wall or a, or a log or something there. And I didn't pay too much attention because you see people, you know, sitting in, in aid stations. And then I heard one of the, one of the aid station workers tell her, you, you need to get, you need to get out of here, right? You need hmm. to go. You're going to have to, you're going to have to run. And, and I was familiar with the, with the cutoffs um, around that. The first year that I ran the, the, uh, the Georgia Jewel 50 miler, I ran that one twice and they mistook me for a hundred miler and they were telling me about the cutoff. So I, I kind of knew she was at that point, I knew she was a hundred miler. So we left the aid station at about the, at about the same time and we're going down this road. And, and, uh, I, uh, 
in my my grandson Max's honor, I wear a little uh, uh, sign on my back that says, you know, running for Max. And then it's got Max's five on it. And it's just it's five, you know, things that I'm thankful for, five things of, of gratitude. And and Jeremy kind of came up behind me and he said, um, you know, he, he was reading it. And and uh, I said, hey, you know, if you want, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of talk about that. And he said, yeah, sure. And so. I just kind of explained the the background, you know, how the the, the Maxis Five came around and uh, the, the the story behind it. Um, well, let, let me let me finish this first, and I'll give you the story behind the Maxis Five. But um, you know, after I explained it, and I said, you know, just five things that you're thankful for every day, and you you might be in a in a low spot, a uh, tough situation, or whatever. But even in in life's lowest moments, you can always find find things to be grateful for. And I know Leslie, she was going through a, a tough spot there. And, you know, I, I've explained the Max's five to people a lot. And she was, she was the first person that just right there in front of me just started. She just started saying her Max's five. And, hmm. and it was really kind of cool. It really kind of hmm. kind of got me at the core, you know, and, 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 and I thought this is really, really cool. And so um, it was a, a very visible expression you know, of, of, uh, of her doing that. And I just, I, it just really hit home with me and was a, just a special, special moment. So, um, but I, I'll give you guys a little bit of background on, on Max and, and how the Max's five came about. Uh, about this time last year, my oldest daughter, Ashley, she was pregnant with our um, first, first grandson and her first child, obviously. And, um, on November 26th, so we're coming up, we're just about a month out from, from that. It was November 26th of last year. Perfect pregnancy. Everything was good. Um, uh, you know, Max was, was healthy and everything. And then there was just, she had a very, very quick labor and there was just an unfortunate incident with the, with the cord and, and Max didn't make it. So um, while we were still in the hospital, um, you know, obviously they they were devastated. Uh, my daughter and her husband Ned, but they they talked about doing this. You know, let's just find five things that we're grateful for. You know, even in this terrible situation. And so they started listing out five things that they they were thankful for, and it's just kind of a way, for, a coping mechanism for them getting through that that really tough situation uh, in the hospital. And then I don't know, I don't remember who came up with the idea. But we said, you know, let's just let's call that Max's five. Mm. And at the, at the same time, I had already been signed up for this hundred miler in Florida. And uh, so I was coming down. I only had a, a few more weeks and I would start uh, start tapering for that race. So, you know, I, at that point, it was like, you know, what what am I going to do? And, you know, and I was at the time I, I, I went over to them and I said, look, you know, I'm going to finish this race no matter what, you know, they'll have to drag me off the course. And, and that was my attitude for, you know, a couple of weeks. And then it's just with the, with everything that had happened, it was just a difficult mentally to keep the training going and, 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 you know, keep moving forward. And, and that, that motivation that I had there in the hospital, you know, I'll finish this thing no matter what just kind of waned. And I really started to question, is this something that I should, is this something that I should do? And <clears throat> I contacted the the race directors, um, uh, Andy and Amy Matthews, fantastic people. Um, you know, a lot of times if you want to defer 
a race, you have to you have to do that you know months in advance. And and they were gracious to me and said, you know, look, just take your time. You don't have to give us a decision until right after the first of the year. The race was in mid January, so that took a lot of pressure off of me. So I went back to training, and um, uh, a lot of the fire started coming back. And, and I said, you know, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing for Max. And the way the course was laid out, um, it was uh, it was ten. It's, it's kind of hard to explain, but there's 10 spurs, uh, three, three out and backs, okay? And each one, you, after you complete those out and backs, they call that one loop, okay? And then you do that 10 times. So there's, there's you know, a three-mile out and back, there's a five-mile out and back, and there's another little three-mile out and back, you know, some, some, something similar to that. And I told Ashley uh, and Ned, I said, you know, the way this thing is, is laid out. You you guys could come out. You know, I'm going to run it in Max's honor, but uh, you might be able to come out and pace me after 60 miles. You could have pacers, and I said, you know, you guys could run one of these spurs in Max's honor, and you guys can crew me. And hmm. it's it's an easy race to crew because I kept coming by the, the same tent all the time. So uh, that's what we decided to what we decided to do. And I said, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna commit to to doing this thing. And, and that's when we came up with the idea of putting the sign on my back. And, and it just gave me the opportunity to talk to a lot of people during the race, you know, about, about Max and, and just about gratitude. And when you're in an ultra, you know, uh, being thankful and gratitude can really help you through some of those low spots. And it's, it's no different than life, you know, uh, just using that uh that as a tool we kind of look at it as a tool now for uh for helping cope with going through tough spots whether you're in whether you're in an ultra uh running race or whether you're in a real life ultra and and so uh that's kind of how i got into uh, you know doing the the running for max uh really only intended to do intended to do it for that one race and but i've ended up wearing it in all the ultras since then. And it just re met some really cool people, uh, including Leslie and, and Jeremy. I mean, not a, one race goes by that. I don't meet somebody really, really cool and get to, to talk to them and, and just make a, make a connection. I've met other moms that have lost, uh, you know, lost children similar to what we went through with, with Max. Mm. And that's, that's been cool. Mm. And so it's just kind of cool to, you know, to run and I'll run miles for them, you know, for, for, for their kids and, uh, you know, just to honor them as well. It's beautiful. Yeah. What um, I, I I think what you're saying is is right. Like just just it uh, there's something about gratitude that just gets your mind right. Right. No matter how dark times are, how negative. You know, here in in our office, we actually start our day with gratitude every time. What mm -hmm. you know, and uh, it just always helps you get in that positive mindset, right? And even when you don't feel that way. So. Yeah, yeah, it's really a, it's a it's a perspective, right? Totally. Um, um, yeah, I think about when when I run ultras, I know I know pain is coming, right? Some yeah. some pain and suffering is coming, but uh, gratitude is something that can help you get through those painful uh, those painful times, and, and it really is a it really is a mindset because you don't want to give that pain a voice, right? Mm -hmm. And, and you want it's one of those things that you can use to work through that. And then it's it also works in, in real life as well. So 
Uh, that's mm. kind of the way the way that we look at it, and that's kind of the message that we're trying to we're trying to spread with this. Yeah, that's great, and it's very impressive that your daughter and her husband, you know, yeah. were able to do that and see see the value in that and pull through that during that dark time. It's just so easy to go dark in those types of situations and yeah. not even open your mind to to talking about gratitude and being grateful, but it, it really is so helpful to be able to do that. So that's, that's pretty impressive to be honest with you. Shout yeah. out to them. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that their, their faith through this whole thing is, is, is blown me away. I mean, mm. they've, um, you know, we, we still do Max's fives uh, to this day. Um, Ashley and I, we, we send each other our, our ones every single night. Wow. And, and yeah, and I, I use them, uh, you know, when things get tough, um, I do use them as a tool, you know, whether it's at work or, or when I'm running or, or, or whatever, just any time that, you know, I've got to I'm going through something that I don't necessarily like or or, or whatever. So and it, it does give you that mindset, that mindset perspective shift. So, yeah, that is great. Is there any kind of like format or tips or is it just really just you think of five things that happened that day that you're grateful for or, or do you have a process? Yeah, it's it's really just things, you know, throughout the day. And, and I say I do them at the end of the day. Throughout the day, I'm thinking about them, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. And and this is it's kind of become it's kind of cool. There's a lot of people on on Instagram who've, who've kind of caught on to this. And they'll every once in a while, they'll send their Max's fives to us. And, you know, they'll they'll tag me or, or whatever. And, and that's kind of cool. And, and Ash and I will we'll read those together and and. And we'll talk about, you know, those ones that are really, really heartfelt. Um, you know, it's easy to say, uh, you know, thankful for the beautiful fall weather and, and things like that. But it's it's like when, you know, you get one that you know uh, that somebody was in a real low point or, or something. like. Some of them are actually funny. We, we had one the other day, a runner uh, said that, that she had uh, she was thankful that the, the cold brew and the potato chips that she had before the run didn't come back and get her during the run yeah, and, you know, and, and those are kind of fun too. You know, this, it's just those real life ones. Uh, you know, uh, those are the, those are really the cool ones too. Mm-hmm. Cool. Are you, are you taking this? It, it's clearly growing into a movement like organically, right? It seems to be taking on a life of its own. Um, yeah. From the way yeah. you describe it is, is it going, are you taking it anywhere? You know, um, we're kind of seeing where where God leads it. it you yeah. know, we would kind of like to see it that way. Um, it 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 really took off in the Florida trail running community um, for, for for whatever reason. Now we we spend a lot of time down in Florida. We live in Georgia, but we spend a lot, I, I run a lot of races down there and things like that. And I have a lot of friends in the ultra community down there. And one of the the race directors down there. Um, he, he caught wind of, of our story and, um, he's got, um, uh, Joe Fuller, he, he's got a, a, a group of runs called the skunk ape series. And it's just a, a fun old fashioned throwback type ultras. And he contacted me, uh, probably back in, I guess it was late January cause it was after long haul. And he had a race in February. He says, I want to dedicate it to, to Max. Mm. And, and what he did was before the race, he put up a whiteboard and put some post-it notes 
And then he, he sent out an email ahead of time, kind of giving people instructions about it and said, when you come in, you know, come to the race, just want you to write down five things that you're thankful for and, you know, put the post-it note up on the, the, the whiteboard. And so that one was really, really cool. You know, yeah. we got a lot of great feedback from that one. And like I said, there's been a lot of people on Instagram. Some people continue to do them. Some people did them for just a short period, of, did Max's Fives for a short period of time and, and things like that. But we we hope to have a race in, in Max's honor, an ultra. Oh, wow. Yeah, it won't happen this year, but um, we're hoping uh, in November, late November, early December, like around his birthday of next year, and it'll be a very unique format where it'll be five distinct loops. So we're going to call it Max's five trail race. And there'll be five distinct loops and um, no one will know which loop they're running first. So it's not like you can tell who's in first place or who's in, in last place. And, and I actually stole this idea from the, from the ultra running guys, the, the podcast, and they, they've got a race called the Hydra huh. and we're going to change it up just a little bit, but on each one of those loops, um, you'll you'll carry like a rock or something like that which is really your burden right mm -hmm. and then somewhere out on the loop you'll drop that rock into a bucket and you know and it's just releasing that releasing that burden um you know and then we'll we'll try to encourage people to have you know uh, something that they're grateful for on that one that they're thinking about or praying about or whatever that's that's one of the things that we we want to do you know with that the other thing that I want to do, and I mean, if, if, you know, if any of your listeners, if this resonates with them and they would like for me to, you know, uh, run and if they lost a child, um, run in mm. their honor or something like that, I'd be more than happy to do that. Wow. You know, they can, they can reach out to me on, on Instagram. Um, you know, and I, I think that the, the cool thing is I, I'd kind of like one day, uh, kind of my dream on this is, is if we could hook ultra runners up with families that have lost and maybe they, you know, this runner could run in their child's honor. Um, Cause you know, one of the things that I learned from Ashley is that, you know, you you want your child to be remembered, especially when they're, they're lost. So, so mm -hmm. young like that. Right. And, and so maybe we could hook families up or runners with a family and, and maybe they could, you know, if if we did get into any type of fundraising, we're not doing that right now. But if we did that, maybe we could cover some expenses and bring a family in. And maybe they could they could crew a runner and they could kind of see, you know, they can see the, the you know, what they're going through in this in this ultra and how they're fighting through the pain and and doing it in their child's honor and, and something like that. So those are just some ideas that we're we're kicking around and just like I said, just going to kind of see where where God wants to take this thing. But we just. We want to help as many people as, as we can. We, we see how devastating this can be, yeah. um, you know, to moms and dads and grandparents. Yeah, absolutely. Does anybody else in your family run ultras? Uh, no one else runs ultras. Um, so uh, my wife runs a little bit. Um, all my kids run to some degree, um, but no one, no one runs ultras. Um, but what we're, well, one of the other things that we've done is uh, when we were in the hospital, Max was he was five pounds, nine ounces. So this five point nine has kind of become a thing. Huh. And oh, cool. so Ashley asked me, you know, while we're in the hospital, she goes, "Will you run five point nine miles for Max. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Right. So every once in a while, I'll do a, I'll, I'll do a five point nine. And I started posting these on Strava. 
and people started asking me, hey, what's these 5.9s that you're, you're doing? So I started, I, I told people what those were. People started running 5.90, you know, in Max's honor as well. So that kind of, that kind of got going. And, and when I ran long haul, um, you know, I went into it, I, I was, I was undertrained. I mean, let's, let's be honest. My, my training was interrupted for about a month and I didn't do a lot of long runs leading up to that. And, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I knew they'd have to drag me off the course, but uh, my my wife asked me, you know, I'd never run a hundred miles before. And she said before the race, she goes, you know, privately, you know, will you be disappointed if you, if you DNF, if you do not finish, if you, if you don't finish this thing, I said, you know, no, I won't. I said, I'll, I'll, I'll be disappointed if I can't get past 50 miles because that's the longest that I had, I had ever run. Um, and I told her, I said, but I really want to get past 59. I want to get past 59 miles. So that was kind of one of my, one of my goals. And, and so when I got to 59, I talked to Ashley about it privately. I didn't say it to too many people, but when I got to, to, uh, to 59 miles, you know, I just, I sent her a text and it just said 59 with a, you know, with a big heart <laughs> on it. Cause I had reached the, that 59. And then, um, uh, after that, you know, th- there were, after that, th- there were a lot of reasons just to stop you know, and just say, Hey, mm-hmm. you, you, you reached your goal at 59. And I said, no, the goal is to get all the way to the finish line. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I had a couple low points, one at about 30 miles and, and, uh, one at about, about 80 miles, but, uh, uh, but I got a real boost at, at, uh, at 59 when I was able to, to get there. Um, one other cool story about the, the 59 and 5.9, um, have a, have a good friend, um, who, he went out and he ran the uh, Cocodona 250 mile race Oof. in, in wow. Arizona. Yeah, and while they were driving to the uh, to the race, they were they were listening to one of the podcasts that I had done. You know, talking about Max and 5.9. And his his wife looked at him and she said, "You know, your bib number's 59." Oh, wow. yeah. And so he was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." So. The first 30 miles of that race is very, very difficult. It's like 10,000 feet of vert and it's exposed. And so he, he let me know. He says, I'm going to run that first, that first 30 miles, you know, for Max and I'm going to be doing my mm-hmm. gratitude, my, you know, my, my Max is five and, and all that. So, um, after the race was over, he, he sent me that, that bib. He wrote on the back of it and, wow. and you know, and sent the bib. So yeah, it has kind of become a movement. You know, yeah. next month for for Max's birthday, I'm gonna kind of send out a thing and invite people to do a 5.9 mile run on on that day. We're gonna try to we'll go to a local park and and try to bring some local people out to it. So we'll see where that goes. What well. is that day, Rusty? Uh, it's uh, November 26th. November 26th. Do you know yeah. what day of the week that is? That's mm-hmm. gonna be a Sunday. It's gonna be a Sunday. Okay. okay. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, this it just makes me think, and I know Louis talked about it before, and I've seen it as an outsider, but the running community, especially when you get up to marathons and then I'm sure ultras is even more. So it's just such a cool, tight-knit community. You guys all supporting each other, and, and, and you probably get get pretty close bonding out there on the trails, I'm guessing, huh? You, you really do. Um I've, I've told this story before. 
Um, and, and he keeps coming up and, and when I, when I do these podcasts, but when I did the, the first time I did the Georgia jewel, um, was coming in, it was, uh, it was about, I don't know, about nine thirty, ten o'clock at night. And I came across this, this runner and he was actually finishing the, the hundred miler. So here I am, you know, having these, inter- I'm doing the 50 and have these interactions with the, the hundred milers kind of similar to what I did with, with Leslie and, and, and Jeremy, but, uh, we just started talking. Right. Mm-hmm. And we, it was just, we probably only ran like the last three or four miles together. But I tell people I knew more about him in that, you know, hour or so yeah. than I knew about people that I had worked with for five years. Yeah. And the conversation, when you get out on the trail, the conversation just flows. I mean, and, and I could not have, it was in the dark. I, I had no idea what he looked like. Right. Yeah. If, if the next day we had run into each other, you know, at, at, a, at a local store or whatever, I would have walked right past him because we were running yeah. beside each other and it was dark. I had no idea. But I knew all this stuff. I knew he was from Florida. Um, I knew he had signed up for long haul, the same hundred miler that it, that I was signed up for. And and when we went to, to long haul, we ended up running about 30 or 40 miles together. Mm-hmm. And and I'm in my 50s. He's in his 30s. You know, but we just we just have this bond and um, he's coming up. He's coming up this weekend. Um, we probably won't run that one together, but we're running a, a 50K up in the North Georgia mountains uh, this weekend. But he's come up and stayed with me before we went and ran on the Appalachian Trail. And, you know, so we've done some other races. And so, yeah, the the the, the, the trail running community, the running community in general, is just it's fantastic because you you're just kind of out there, you know, suffering together. It's not yeah. like I'm not trying to beat anybody. We're just trying to survive this thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I want you to get right. to the finish line just like I want to get to the finish line, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've literally, like, hugged people at the finish line that I ran the last few with, you know, because there's, like, a level of gratitude that you have for just yeah. you pulled each other along, right? And uh, yeah. And sometimes it's in a race. It's, well, a road race anyways, maybe not the trail races, but in road, it, it can be without communication, right? You don't talk to each other. You're just running side by side or one in front, just holding on to each other to get to the, and then, you know, you, you helped each other and you, and you know it. And there's like a big hug to be had there. <laughs> well, yeah. Now yeah. trail races is communication, which is even better. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's just yeah. something in that, in that shared suffering, you know, totally. when you, yeah. When you, when you finish a marathon, you know, and you guys are running side by side, you know what that person's feeling, right? Yeah. Um, same that's a thing. great way of putting it. Great way. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. So it's just that in that. And, and I think that's a lot like life. You know, when we when we come alongside each other and lift each other up mm-hmm. and shared sufferings, you know, that 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 helps both both parties. Totally. That. Yeah. What got you into running, Rusty? Uh, wow, that's a great question. That was so long ago. <laughs> um, you know, I. I had dabbled in it off and on, um, you know, in middle school, because I started uh, just around the end of middle school, high school age. Uh, it was kind of keeping shape for sports that I was doing at the time, but I kind of mm-hmm. liked it. But, you know, football mm-hmm. and, and playing high school football. And then when I got into college, I got on that meal plan and I started getting I started gaining some weight. And I realized, <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to do something here. And. So started running, just seemed like the natural thing to do. And then when we moved to Florida, uh, triathlons was a big thing. So I got into the short distance, uh, the short distance triathlons, and I did that for a while. 
then we started having kids and that was a big, it was a big time commitment to, to do that. So I said, well, let me just back off. I'll just, just do the running. And the plan was to get back into triathlons later mm-hmm. on when my kids got, my kids got older. And then I got into the, like I said, I got into the marathons, um, did not like the, the, the road stuff, uh, the road marathons. I did my last one in 2006, uh, Colorado marathon up in mm. Fort Collins. Yeah. 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 So I bonked big time in that one, that, that <laughs> downhill, I, I, I smoked it on that downhill and we got into town, man, yeah. I was, I was in rough, rough shape. Yeah. And, uh, so, um, so I swore off marathon said, I won't do that. And, and I never even thought about doing ultras, to be honest with you. I had a friend when I lived in, in Florida and he, he ran ultras way back when they were, you know, not very popular at all. Yeah. And he had won one that was, was on the, on the East coast of Florida on the beach. And, wow. and he'd always try to get me to do it. And I said, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not cut out for that. And, you know, I don't want to do that. And, and then, you know, I got into after, after COVID, it was actually Ashley who, uh, she challenged me to do the the 75 hard. And I think, Adam, I think I, I listened to that episode. You know, you did this, the 75 hard. That was kind of a game changer yeah. um, for me. My, my two workouts I did is run. So I started breaking my runs up. And what I realized was my mileage went through the roof and my legs felt great. And so my mileage got up to 40, 50 miles a week. You know, I'm in my mid 50s and had never felt better. Um, and then I started thinking about, it. I said, you know, I think I've got the base mileage of a lot of ultra runners. Let me try this, this ultra thing. Cause I'd always like to, to run on trails. And, uh, so I give the 75 hard, the, the credit, you know, wow. kind of, it was one of the things for launching me into, into ultras. Huh. That's cool. Yeah. Sorry if you already said this, but what got you into 75 hard? Was that, did someone it, challenge it, you? Into- yeah. It's my daughter, Ashley. It's Max's, <laughs> Max's mom. She, oh, Max's I've mom. never. Yeah, I'd never heard about it. Um, you know, she she mentioned it one time. I said, "Hey, this this sounds kind of cool." And you know, she she told me and gave me all the the things you have to do. It was, I think it's a little bit different now than it was. I think they've added a couple things, but it was you know, read ten minutes, that gallon of water, which was the hardest, um, the hardest for me. Uh, two workouts a day. Like I said, I, I did both his his runs. Um, cut out alcohol, which I didn't drink alcohol. But I cut out. Uh, I think I cut out French fries and sugar. I lost oh, like nice. thirty pounds. I, I lost like thirty pounds yeah. that that seventy days. So just cutting those two those two foods out got me off sodas. I haven't drank. I drink sodas during ultras, but that's the only time that I that I drink uh, sodas now. So that to me, the seventy five hard was just showing me how I can do a lifestyle change, and I think yeah. that was the the biggest thing for me. But the the benefit was the uh, learning that I could. Uh, increase my mileage and get my mileage way up by splitting up my splitting up my runs and running in the morning and in the in the evenings that's awesome very yeah. cool and you got faster because of it too i'm sure yeah yeah absolutely because uh-huh. i you know I, dro- I dropped that weight right yeah, yeah dropped the weight you were running more yeah, yeah. exactly that's awesome yeah so mm-hmm. well i i think we're uh I don't know, unless you guys something else. We're probably at that time where we should ask our famous Wayfinder Four. Oh, let's do it. Rusty, you ready? Ah, right. uh, yeah, I'm ready. All right. So, Rusty, give us a hack. Yeah. So, my hack is uh, consistency leads to motivation. And yeah. So, what I mean by that is, um, you know, I used to watch videos and listen to music and things like that for, for motivation. 
Um, but that's just that's short term kind of stuff. And what I found is, you know, I, um, you know, Louis, I think you mentioned one time you, you were a, a, a run streaker for a while. Yeah. And, and I did that after 75 hard. I just, I just kept running and, and ran for, you know, at least a mile a day for three and a half years. Um, I actually broke it after long haul cause I couldn't walk the next day. Actually I did walk, yeah. but I couldn't run. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, but I'm back to streaking. I don't really count it now. I don't really, you know, I, I just do it, but yeah. because I do it every single day, it's just like a habit. Yeah. And I don't I have to worry about the motivation. So it's just that consistency of doing it every day. I tell my wife all the time, I say, the more I run, the more I run. If I, if I were to take a day off, I don't feel like doing it the next day. But if I run every day, it's not even a, not even a That's amazing. Thought. Are you yeah. still doing 40 to 50 miles a week? Uh, Yeah, right now. I'm wow. at the uh, last two weeks, I've hit 60, 60 miles. Of course, I'm, you know, I'm ramping up for, for long haul. Um, so, but I'm, I try to hit at least 50 miles. I've tried to, to, to streak at 50 miles a week. I can't seem to hold that for long because races get in the way typically sure. but i do try to run about 50 miles a week i mean i, I typically get uh, about 2200 to 2500 miles a year nice is my typical over the last three years that's great yeah man that that is a jewel that's a, a hack that's a jewel the consistency leads to motivation i i love yeah. absolutely love that awesome good couldn't agree more so now, other than running, what is a favorite? This going to be a band, yeah. movie, book, anything. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to contradict that, and you can go on with running all day long, man. I, I'm yeah, this. I know. I, I, <laughs> definitely, I definitely love. I, I love running. Um, yeah. I really, there's there's no doubt about that. That that's why I streak. That's um, a fave. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely a, a favorite, you know, yeah. for me. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that that's low hanging fruit right it there. Is. Yeah. Sorry, I, 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 I'll, out of respect for Adam, we'll ask you to throw in another one. No, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I do have you know, um, just starting to listen to you guys. I I like the format of you guys, but I, I listen Thank to you. a lot of a lot of podcasts and things like that. The ultra running guys, which you mentioned, um, I really like them. If there's any runners that do or ultra runners that listen to this, they have a lot of great guests on there, a wide range. They have a lot of tactical stuff on there. I like listening to those, to those guys, um, quite a bit. Nice. So, yeah. Thank you, by the way. That was the first time I had ever heard of that one. And, uh, and, and my ambitions are to move towards ultras, um, oh. in the future. So, uh, I, I think that's, that's one I'm going to start listening to more. They were great. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, like I said, a lot of, a lot of practical advice and, and it, it sounds like you're a, a, a very speedy guy. I, I listen to your, oh. your podcast as well, but if you have any questions and <laughs> you move into alters, please, please reach out to me. I'll, I'll do what I can to help. Thanks. Well, that's just keeping me from moving into it. Cause I'm afraid I'm going to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. But yeah. Uh, all right. So tell us something that you would tell that you would advise your younger self. Yeah, I would, I would advise my younger self to, to not chase things chase experiences mm. um i i think the pursuit of comfort and the and you could say the american dream even you know i i think that just it drains a lot of people and, and if i were to look back on it it's the the, the memories of stuff that i've done and the, the the cool stuff that i've done means so much more to me than the the things that i've accumulated over the years so i would spend more time with that there was another one that that 
came to my mind too, you know, is just serve others more as well. There's uh, a, a lot of goodness that comes out of that too. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Rusty. Now what's one thing that prevents people from being happy? Okay. So let me see if I can explain this one. So um, I, I think it's, it's letting happiness, you know, happiness a lot of times is dependent upon your circumstances, right? If, if my circumstances change, then all of a sudden I'm, I'm, I'm unhappy. Um, I think, you know, to me, joy is, you know, you can have joy regardless of your circumstances. Um, you know, if you think about Max's five, right, that's kind of what that's about. Even in the lowest points, you know, can you find joy? You know, I may not be I certainly wasn't happy when things happened with with Max, but there, there were certain things that we could find joy in. Um, so I, I honestly think it's that pursuit of happiness. I think people are chasing the, the, the wrong thing. If they chase joy and just get outside their circumstances and, and not be, you know, drugged down by oh this bad thing happened to me or, you know, I didn't get that promotion or, or you know, whatever that mm -hmm. that happens to to be so just chase joy so rusty if people want to know a little bit more about you um how can they go about doing so yeah probably the the best way is um on uh on instagram um my my instagram handle is is that rusty runner that underscore rusty r-u-s-t-y underscore runner and um i haven't been as active on instagram here lately but that's going to pick up um, I, I typically keep my Instagram pretty much to uh, running stuff and and things like that. Um, and and I'm coming into racing season, so I'm going to be doing a 50k this weekend. I've got a 50k next next month. I'll be pacing a friend in a hundred miler in December, and then I'll be running long haul in in January. So, and then I'm also on Strava, uh, Rusty Smith. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty pretty active on Strava. Uh, so okay. just Rusty Smith, Woodstock, Georgia, I guess is the best way to find me there. Okay. Um, before we we close out, I just am curious, since you made the transition from roads to uh, to trails and ultras, what will, we should have asked this before we went into <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm curious as to what that was like and, and how much, you know, what are the big differences? How do you enjoy ultra more uh, since we have a the little bit of time? <laughs> yeah, the biggest difference is you have to set your ego aside because you cannot one trail mile does not equal one road mile. Sure. You will be slower on the trails and you just mm -hmm. have to you just have to accept that and I had a tough time accepting that in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um when I was a, a road runner now I've gotten older I've slowed down but you know when I was was on the roads, I was chasing 5k PRs and 10k PRs, trying to yeah. get sub 20, sub 40 for the 10k. I was chasing all those things. And then when I, when I switched over to trails, when I first did that, I was making all these excuses on Strava, like, Oh, you know, very Rocky Rudy. Uh, Oh, a lot of vert today. Uh, you know, tough, tough trail conditions because of the mud. You know, I was making all these excuses so people would, you know, Oh, that's why he ran so slow. Yeah. Um, now I don't, I don't care. Um, like now I'm, I'm practicing, uh, uh, some run walk intervals. And back when I was running marathons and, and Jeff Galloway was starting that run walk thing, I mean, 
that was like, no, we don't walk at all. Right. Yeah, there's no walking in these things. We have to run the whole thing. And and now I'm out practicing, you know, doing four two four two intervals or ten two intervals or or whatever with with running and walking. So you really have to set your ego aside. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just I don't know what it is about trails. Um, just so beautiful being out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I love running on the trail at night with mm. just a headlamp and you know, uh, just really really cool. Really really. Uh, I really, really enjoy that. That's great. I hear, you know, and I've I've done a lot of trail running out here too, and uh, I think there's also a big difference in the community as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I think there's there's a, there's a camaraderie to the trail community and, and a supportiveness that you don't get as uh, to the same degree, anyways, in in the road running community. Yeah, um, and and yeah. and I will say this: I think there's a there's on the in the trail community, the ultra running community you'll find a lot of people with some tough backgrounds and, and a lot of people who come from uh, addictive circumstances, you know, addictive backgrounds. Sure. Cause I think you have to have a little bit of an addictive personality to, to do ultras. And, and I think, you know, once people get free from, from alcohol or, or or whatever, I think this is a good substitute for that. Mm -hmm. So from that standpoint, yeah, I think people who do get out there, they're they're a little bit more humble, uh, a little bit more community oriented, at least that's what what I've found, you know. So, but very very supportive community. There's unwritten rules, you know. If you if you run by someone and they're down and they're they're injured, you you sacrifice your race and you stop until you know you, you help them get some help and absolutely. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Very very it's a beautiful cool community. community. Yeah, yeah. It really really is. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Very well, cool. um, Rusty, thank you so much for being on the Wayfinder Show. Uh, you shared a lot of great wisdom uh, and a lot of great jewels here. I really, um, it's going to be hard to pick a title for this one because there's so yeah. many, but obviously we have to, we have to honor uh, Max and what a, you know, obviously it was, it, it was really tough circumstances and it's really sad, but what a life you have actually given Max, uh, you and Ashley and the whole community. Um, it's amazing. He he lives well, you know, he, he's, he's helping a lot of people. And it's through you guys, and so thank you for that. Yeah, well, I I really really appreciate you you saying that. That's that's kind of what you know Ashley and her husband Ned they wanted from the from the beginning, and yeah. and like I said, we would like to help other families that are struggling, you know, and honor honor their children as well. If you know if that's something that that resonates with them, you know, we'll do whatever we can to to help them get through it. It's just especially that that first year is tough, very yeah. very tough. So. I actually have a couple families in mind that I I'm going to reach out to and see if we can, we should connect you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Have them, have them reach yeah. out to me. It'd be, be, uh, it'd be my pleasure to, yeah. to do whatever I can. So. Excellent. Thank you, Rusty. Yeah. Right, yeah. Rusty. Yep. Can't thank, thank you, you enough, man. Yeah. Yep. Great, I appreciate you great guys. Conversation. Yeah. It's yep. An honor. yep. Awesome guys. Thank you very much. All right. Thank thanks. You. We hope you've enjoyed the Wayfinder Show. If you got value from this episode, please take a few seconds to leave us a five-star rating and review. This will allow us to help more people find their way to live more authentic and exciting lives. We'll catch you on the next episode.